We're driving with autopilot in our Tesla Model S P85D next on Talking Cars. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Talking Cars with Consumer Reports. I'm Tom Mutchler. I'm Jake Fisher. One of the reasons we bought a Tesla Model S P85D was to try out its self-driving capability, to find out what Tesla's autopilot could do. So that's what we're doing on this episode of Talking Cars. So what capability does autopilot have, Jake? So what autopilot has is it, well, they call it autopilot, but what it does is a few things. It takes active cruise control kind of to the next level. So while there are cars that do active cruise, basically they hold you a few car lengths behind the car in front of you. Um, this also does basically automatic steering. So what it's doing is it's sensing the lines. It's also using GPS data. It's also using the fact of where the car in front of you is. And it holds you in the lines. Now, I could take my hands off the wheel and it'll continue doing that for about two and a half minutes and then it yells at you. That seems like a long time. <clears throat> that does seem like a long time. This is something that other manufacturers don't do. And when I say a lot of the manufacturers, there are other cars that do this. Mm -hmm. There's other cars that keep you in the lane. Uh, we, almost two years ago, we talked about a Mercedes-Benz S-Class that we that's, had. That's exactly right. However, as soon as you take your hands off that wheel, it says, no, Octung, <laughs> not, not a good thing. Put your hands Nicht back gut. in the wheel. Yeah. Yes, this car will allow you to do that, although it tells you not to. Mm. Um, the other things that this car will do is lane change. So, um, so generally, if you want to change lanes on a car that is doing this, which is basically, um, it's a lane keep assist is right. basically what it do it's doing. You have to get rid of that system then change your lanes. And this car, I could actually turn the turn signal on. It'll go into the next lane and then hold me in that lane. Right, and it will automatically, if the, it will overtake a car that's slower than it if you instigate it with the turn signal and then you can flip the turn signal back and it will pull back in front of whatever car you just passed. Yep, yep, and it's looking for, looking for those openings. It's not gonna turn you into a car. It's, um, no, because it's using blind spot monitoring and all the sensing systems That's right, that that's right. Okay, so I mean, that's kind of impressive. Um, is this a safety feature? <sighs> well, well, let's say, first of all, it's not a self-driving car, which a lot of people think it is. Is it a safety feature? You know, it's interesting. I mean, what it really is, it's kind of a flexing the muscles of technology. And I think that's giving a lot of attention. A lot of people are really paying attention to what Tesla's doing in that, in that realm. But in terms of safety, um, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, it does add a little layer of confidence, I would say. So I was driving this car back at night from our head office in Yonkers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after I'm, a day full of meetings. After a day full of uh, very fun meetings. I'm sure all meetings are fun. And, um, you know, I'm driving an hour and a half home and it's late. And having the car kind of hold me, kind of like it was almost like a little blanket, you know, mm -hmm. holding you between those lanes. I gotta say it was helpful. Um, it did kind of give you some confidence. Of course, I used it the way the system is designed to. I had right. my hands on the wheel, I'm paying attention. But I kind of feel that little safety blanket of mm -hmm. holding me in that lane. Um, <clears throat> it can be a non-safety feature too, because, and you know, have we seen? There's all these like viral videos going around mm -hmm. where people are taking their hands off the wheel right. and saying, "Wow, this isn't a very good self-driving car." That's not what it's supposed to be doing. That's not what they're advertising the car is doing. 
that's not a safety feature. Right. I mean, that's, I think, where you get to the negative side of this, is that this system comes with a loaded temptation. Right. You know, one of them is that, like you said, the ability to keep your hands off of the wheels for an extended length of time. You know, I mean, the system's not looking for much for you to have your hands on the wheel. It just needs a little bit of drag, a little bit of resistance That's right. to, to sense it. But uh, unlike those other, you know, unlike the German cars, you've, you've got to at least do that. You have to stay engaged. Right. But I admit, you know, it's easy to kind of set everything up and you just sort of look around and look <laughs> at the pretty leaves on the trees. And, and even beyond that, at least there you're at least paying attention to the outside world. In a Tesla Model S, you've got a full web browser <clears throat> on that big right. screen between the two seats. Yeah, well, I'm, so, so the entire time we've been talking, I've been using autopilot, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm using it, I'm paying attention where I'm going, my hands are on the wheel, I'm using the turn signal, it's turning for me, um, it's holding me between the lanes, I'm just gently touching the steering wheel. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's doing its thing. Um, it's also keeping me several car lengths behind the car in front of me, which I could adjust yes. that too. Um, but there is that temptation. So yes, you have this giant touchscreen here. I got a full web browser, um, which is kind of borderline irresponsible for allowing you to use this full web browser as you drive. Um, and certainly there's other temptations, you know, whether or not you're in a Tesla or not. You have a smartphone in your pocket. There's a lot of things, you know, there's, you know, you, sure. gotta, you gotta tweet back to that guy, right? I mean, you know, you gotta. It makes it very tempting to text. It, it does, texting, email, checking the weather. Um, when you can, you know, or at least you think you can allow the car to drive itself, but it's not. It's not a self-driving car. It's not designed to do that. And, um, you know, it, it's, look, I, <clears throat> I would kind of equate this to, how do I put this? It's like allowing a toddler to drive your car. Mm. Okay? It can, but it's not very good at that. No, it can't really put things in context or really figure out that there are certain rules that need to be followed. Right. All it can do is the very simple mechanical task of keeping this car within its lane and keeping it a certain distance away from the person ahead of it. Right. But what happens when there's a pothole or there's a uh, muffler that's in right. the road? You better be paying attention. Your car is not going to avoid those little things. What happens when there's someone to the left of you and he's weaving or looking down or there's, you know, something else going on? There's also the fact that Autopilot isn't perfect. There are some situations where it has problems. Uh, first of all, one of the use, one of the main use places for this is on a highway, a divided lane, limited access highway. Um, it's using lane markings in order to keep you in the lane. If those lane markings disappear, like you come near an off ramp, I've had it decide to take the off ramp. Right, sure. You know, it's it, and it's, it's a pretty advanced system. It's looking at the lane markings, it's looking at GPS, it's looking at the other cars, but it can get fooled and it can make mistakes and it's not gonna be as good as a human. Um, but yeah, it's just that adaptation uh, concern. You know, are, are we going to adapt to this and say, well, I don't have to pay attention as much. Right. And that is a very, very scary thing because it's not true. You do have to pay attention as much in this situation. The technology is not there yet. It's, it's not this there yet. This is, again, yet. not a self-driving car. And I will say, this is the best we've seen uh, in terms of the technology. I was just driving our, our BMW 7 Series that mm -hmm. we just got in our fleet. It does very similar stuff. Um, not as good. And one of the cool things that what, you know, how Tesla's dealing with this is they are learning. 
Right. So this is a really fascinating way that they're dealing mm. with this. Now, Google, with their self-driving car program, um, you know, they have all these cars going around and they're- They're, they're all in-house. They're in-house and they're mapping everything. Right. They're, they're using the fleet of Teslas to collect data. So even if you don't have the autopilot enabled on your car, it's a $25 option, even if you don't have it, they're using their sensors, they're picking up all the information, they're looking at the roads and seeing if the roads match GPS data, and they're learning and they'll continue to learn and get better. But here's the fascinating thing, I find this fascinating from a philosophical standpoint. Buyers of this car, including us, paid $2,500 for beta. This isn't, <laughs> right, okay, right, this is, right. in fact, well, we bought it when it didn't even work. Right, we bought vaporware, truly, <laughs> right. right? We bought something that did not we exist. We bought a promise. With the hope that by the summer, and it was, I think it was a little it late was a little late, summer, yeah. but to, that you would get this, and it wasn't clear what it was. Mm -hmm. They said, it'll do cool stuff. I mean, they're still, they promised the thing would park itself, but that's coming later. It is a fascinating thing. We've never seen this in the automotive field. We've never seen them launching a beta, and they market beta. So when you enable this, it says it's beta. It's mm -hmm. not promising to be, you know, Perfect. They say that it is that we'll have some issues on it. Um, it's very, very interesting. No, the, the fact that people and it appears that Tesla owners are accepting beta. They're accepting being guinea pigs with the <clears throat> the most fundamental part of driving a car, <laughs> which is steering the car. Right. It's like, right. yeah, this isn't done yet, but, but this, this, let us know how it works this out. This is the world of technology, yeah. right? I mean. You want to be on the leading edge of technology. Here's your opportunity. You know, do you want to go download that new iOS, uh, the new operating system on your phone, even though it hasn't worked out? But you could be the first. Here's your opportunity, and that's what they're doing right now. And they're they're getting feedback, and they're going to change it. I mean, one of the things about, you know, you talk about beta, and they kind of warn you on it, and and you know, if you take your hands off the wheel, it says put your hands back on the wheel. Right. But eventually. But, Eventually, two and a half minutes actually, you yeah. can drive with your hands off the wheel. But what's interesting about it is that, you know, it allows you to do stuff that they're saying don't do. Yeah. So now it'll say, it says, you know, the, the system is best on a highway. The system is pretty good in stop and go traffic, mm -hmm. or it'll come to go no, it, stop. It, it likes it very much when there's a car to follow. It works really good in stop and go. If you're in heavy traffic, it'll stop completely, it'll go. And of course, the risks are much less when you're not going 70 miles an hour on a highway. Right. But it's not really designed to be used on a back road that's curving. No, and but, the problem is, is if you're on a back road at speeds over 30 miles an hour, and it senses one set of lane markings, you know, say a center um, double yellow line, that little steering mm -hmm. wheel icon pops up and you're good to go. You can turn it on. It'll allow you to use it. So so it, so while on the one hand it says, put your hands on the wheel, it says, don't use it in situations. The way it operates is a little blue, little steering wheel that turns blue when it is engaged. Mm -hmm. It's smart enough. If you're somewhere where there's no lane markings at all, it'll say autopilot is not available. Right. But you could go in a situation where it is not really designed to work. They say it won't work there, mm -hmm. but it'll say autopilot's available, hit the button. And it works for a little bit. It works for a little bit. And then you get to a curve, and then it goes straight across the the, the line. And again, it goes back to, you know, the toddler driving the car, yeah. you know? I mean, for the most part, it's going to be a pretty much okay. But then it'll, you know, see something shiny in the woods and kind of well, no, we've, we've used it on these back roads in the woods, and it it dives for the ditch. But, you see, there's the, there's the interesting <laughs> thing is that... Um, you know, I mean, this is always evolving. I mean, Elon Musk uh, has talked about, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna clamp down a little bit on this. You know, the initial release was a little too 
lenient. But it sounds <clears> like mostly what they want to clamp down on is how long you take your hands off the wheel. There's not much discussion of, yeah, we're going to clamp down and only really let you use this where this makes sense. Because a car could know that, hey, you're on a divided lane highway. This is the perfect place to use it. Right, or, right, hey, I'm right. on a two-lane road that's only 16 or 18 feet wide. This isn't a good place to use they, this. They're allowing the the owners of these cars to be guinea pigs. And I right. think they're willing guinea pigs. They, they want to use this. You know, They'll be the ones, you know, happy to jailbreak their phones or jailbreak their Tesla sure. if they put the restrictions on it. Probably more so than the owner of that BMW 7 Series. They Correct. are going to want something that is validated, something that is proven, something that has a warranty, something that... Can you imagine someone taking the Tesla into the dealer saying, oh, my autopilot isn't working right? Because it's like, no, you. we've told you up front. <laughs> we told you up front this isn't going to work. Right, right. right. But um, to wrap up, you know, we talked about how this is being touted as you know self-driving cars and it kind of raises this whole issue of <clears throat> you know the fact that people are excited to have this technology here that people actually paid $2,500 more to have something that they didn't know how it was going to work you contrast that with um, safety equipment high-tech safety equipment in cars forward collision warning lane departure warning autonomous braking and it's a very different, it's a much harder sell. Right. So so there's not, and this, this is really the most important part of it, and I'm glad you raised it, is that this is not self-driving, okay? But it's very interesting because it is marketed that way. Mm -hmm. Because they're calling it autopilot. It's not autopiloting your vehicle. It's, it's a suite of safety features that are working together. Now, this car also has forward collision warning and automatic braking. So it will, if something jots out, it'll stop for you. Right. And what's interesting is, you know, again, there's these viral videos that are like, wow, look how great this autopilot system is. That has nothing to do with autopilot. That is forward collision warning and auto braking, something that's available in much cheaper vehicles. You could get sure. this on a, what, a Subaru Impreza. Yeah. Um, but that is, it's, it's the amazing chicken and the egg confusion of, of safety features versus self-driving cars. And, 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 and let me just underscore, you know, this is not self-driving. This is, there's so many more things that need to happen to get us to really self-driving. And it's it's just not there. You know, you need to be scanning these things. You need to be looking around. Um, it's neat what it could do, but oh boy, it's got ways and ways to go. It just feels like they had to sex it up in order to sell it, you know? Because, okay, you think about, think about the sell of a technology package with all of these acronyms. Right, right, and, right, right. All FCW, these acronyms, FCW and LDW, and you think about it, and it first of all, you get the Lake Wobegon effect of I am everyone is an above average driver. I don't need these yeah. safety features, and you contrast that with Tesla. Of, this is cool. Right. We gave it a catchy name of autopilot and auto steer. Um, you know, it, it just shows the challenge of marketing this technology, which can lead to increased safety. So, um, but 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 the takeaway is. These are safety features that are available at much less expensive cars. Right. These are, there are some very good safety features here. And these are ones that we should be wanting on our cars. It's not self-driving. No. But if it makes anyone pay attention and sees that video of the car automatically stopping, whatever it is, mm -hmm. hopefully it could bring more attention. That I can't afford a P85D, but I can, aff I can afford to get eyesight in a Subaru. Right, and unfortunately right now, it's optional equipment on most of these things, but exactly. So wow, you know what? I think I'll pay the extra thousand bucks and I will go get that option on this car, whether or not it's a Civic or a Subaru or whatever. And that 
you know, hopefully we'll get there and just realize that this is not just exclusive stuff when it comes to $130,000 cars. Right. Let's, let's hope people take that lesson away from this. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Talking Cars. As always, we appreciate you watching us. See you next time. Thank you.